You're listening to The Tool Belt, a manufacturing podcast focusing on logistics, safety, operations, and breaking industry news. Please enjoy the audio from this live stream recorded October 26th. Hello, good morning or good afternoon, depending on your time zone. This is Robert Schoenberger with Industry Week, and welcome to Production Pulse, our bi-weekly uh, live stream where we talk to newsmakers in the manufacturing world. Uh, we are wrapping up October, which is Manufacturing Month, and so we uh, are talking about why people manufacturing today. Uh, we did a, a, our last session at the beginning of the month. We talked to some educators about how they get young people interested. And today we're talking to some people who chose manufacturing careers about what, they, what they've thought about uh, their careers and, and the, the opportunities that brought them. Uh, earlier this month, Laura Poutre, our senior editor at Industry Week, who's on our, our lower left here, uh, she ran a survey in the, on the website asking for the simple question, why did you go into manufacturing? And we got some really great responses, and two of those respondents uh, are with us today. Uh, on your upper left is uh, Larry Gates, who is with Fortune Brands, uh, their decking division. He can tell us a little bit about what he does there. And Alvaro Martinez, who is a process engineer uh, living in Costa Rica. Uh, Larry, Laura, and Salvador, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you for inviting us. Thank you for inviting us. Great. Uh, let's start uh, with you, Larry. Uh, just can you tell us a little bit about what... Uh, what you do over at Fortune Brands and how your career has developed in the manufacturing world. Okay, I'm currently the advanced development manager for one of our uh, R&D divisions where we're working on new material developments. But my uh, career began as a research chemist working on a product. But quickly I got exposed to the, the manufacturing environment and was fortunate enough to move out of the R&D role into manufacturing operations. And there are many hats there. I've been in uh, technical support, uh, direct production management, plant management, quality management, and just love the, the pulse and the environment of a manufacturing shop floor. And being able to bring those raw materials in and then take them through the various processes and create a finished product that, you know, at the end of the day, you can say, my team had a hand in making this, and then you actually see being used out in the real world. So, yeah, a couple of people have noticed that you're actually calling in from manufacturing space because we, we, we hear the sounds of an active shop floor. <laughs> Always good to hear. Great. Thank you. And, uh, Salvador, let's go over to you. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your career and how that's all developed? Yeah, I began as a process engineer back in Texas Instruments, and that really marked me as a professional not only from the manufacturing point of view, but also uh, people-oriented. After that, I got a, a, an MBA, and I've done many things in my life. A, a plant manager, engineering manager, operations manager, and I really, only manufacturing from the electronics industry into the medical devices industries, and all of them, uh, the most enjoyable part of a manager or a leader or whatever you want to call it is to uh, talk to people every day and tell them uh, their impact in manufacturing every time they make a piece or a product uh, each, each time they do that 
part of them goes into that product there. Blood, sweat, and tears goes along. <laughs> okay. And when the final customer receives the product, they also have the satisfaction that they have done a good product, good customer service. So um, I've done everything, like I said, Six Sigma, Black Belt, uh, just name it. And I've, the most enjoyable thing is dealing with people, talking to people, getting to know each person individually. Every person is unique. And our, our role is to get trust and coordination along the process production lines. So everything goes well. Yeah, and Laura, this brings up some of the trends we heard when we were talking, when we were reading through the responses. Uh, that one of the things I spot a lot of people talking about the satisfaction level of working in, in manufacturing, knowing that they'd actually done something at the end of the day, uh, that, that, that there's a product associated with their efforts, unlike, say, some office work where you're, you're working on a project that you might not know whether or not you had an impact for months later. Can you talk a little bit about that, some of the responses you saw that touched on those ideas? Yeah, I think um, um, both of our um, guests here today kind of touched on a lot of the um, reasons, just, you know, talking briefly here, a lot of the reasons that uh, people were going into manufacturing, I, I mean, the, the number one was um, family and their community, like they had an in somehow, um, you know, one person talked about their dad bringing them to the shop. One person talked about, well, they grew up in a manufacturing town and, um, you know, they knew about the pay and the stability and the opportunities, um, you know, uh, career pathways. Both gentlemen here have talked about how they, um, you know, they started out maybe in one job and moved on to another job. A lot of that, that was our number two reason for people going into manufacturing was, you know, the opportunities, how they could move up. Um, and um, that was also actually, that was tied with like, the creativity or the intellectual stimulation that we're talking about. And a big piece of that creativity was um, the, per, you know, just knowing, seeing that you can make something and that, you know, you, it was kind of a purpose, almost a purpose-driven thing. Like you, know, you had a hand in this project and there was something tangible at the end. Thinking about what's going on right now in manufacturing, every industry in the country is struggling to find enough people uh, to do the jobs, but it's been hitting manufacturing very hard because uh, there, were, there were labor shortages before the pandemic in a lot of fields. Uh, Larry, what do you think uh, manufacturers can be doing to, to make these careers more attractive to young people? I think they can be presenting the, the challenges and the satisfactions you can get. I think, you know, industry's got a lot of black eyes as far as the, the environment potentially that you're working in and the lack of technology. Well, if you, if you walk across our shop floor, you're going to see, you know, cutting edge technologies that just anybody can't operate. It, it's a, a real career where it's going to keep growing as the technology advances. We're integrating those across our shop floors and throughout our whole manufacturing processes. And it's a very stimulating, like, like Laura referred to, there's a lot of creativity being done and taking applications that maybe were intended for another purpose and then bringing them into your workspace and adapting those for what your needs are. And I think people that have got desire to be creative the manufacturing environment's uh, 
very fruitful ground for that. It's, it's not just the development side and, you know, the, the glitzy areas that need uh, innovation. Manufacturing is a very fertile ground for innovation. In Salvador, you're calling in from, from Costa Rica, and uh, do you see the same issues in other parts of the world, uh, the way people see manufacturing? Do you think it's as uh, a more attractive career than maybe it is in the States, or the challenges exist everywhere? I jumps everywhere, especially in Costa Rica. I'm a, I've been in manufacturing for almost four years. I wish I have the tools today Back then, 40 years ago, for example, all the software, all the simulation, the final element analysis, the Monte Carlo analysis, was you had to do it all by by paper, <laughs> pen and paper. Right now, right now it's so easy, and that poses a different challenge, which means uh, you have to be more creative because everybody has the same software, everybody has the same tools, so you have to, to get ahead. You have to be more creative. Uh, but I also see that uh, the young, the younger generations, once you put that challenge in front of them, they take it. They grasp. They, they, it's an opportunity they can see. Uh, some some industries are. People believe that some industries are easier than others. I don't think so. I've been in the services industries is as challenging as the manufacturing issues, or the financial industries as challenging as the manufacturing and services industry. I mean, we, we, you have to work for life. That's the bottom line, no matter where you are. But manufacturing, the way the way I love it, it brings that, like Laura says, that tangible piece of you. You can see it. Here it is. Here it is. Try it. Buy it. Use it, and then you will be fulfilled. That's the challenge. Yeah, it, 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 Oh, sorry. It's definitely a, a, an interesting time. I, I talk to a lot of other editors within our company. Uh, we have publications in a lot of different fields. And yet the, some of the same things we hear in the manufacturing world about why young people don't want to go into factory floors. We hear that from the trucking industry as they're trying to recruit drivers. We hear that from some medical services industries as they're trying to recruit, say, dental hygienists and things like this. It's, it's hard. It's, uh, we don't have enough people to fill the jobs nationwide that are coming up and every industry is gonna be fighting every other industry for a limited number of, 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 of people. So it's, it's gonna be a challenge for, for, for quite some time. Uh, going, um, oh, sorry, Laura, go ahead. Oh, uh, yeah, I just wanted to say that um, I think that, um, you know, it really helped just having covered manufacturing for a while, you know, and I'm in journalism, I'm not in manufacturing, but, um, you know, I do come from a family that was in manufacturing, both my brother and my dad are engineers. And I think, you know, if I had been in high school and somebody had said to me, hey, there's a way in for you in manufacturing, I might have considered it as a career. Like, I didn't see people, like, I didn't see women in it. I didn't see like, oh, there's like, writers or, you know, there's people in communications, there's people in like administrative roles. Um, you know, I just didn't see that. So I think making that connection is really important um, for um, adults who, um, you know, see some, you know, kids that have some creativity or some aptitude and, you know, just saying, hey, yeah, you could have a career in here too. And, um, you know, I went to Honda a couple weeks ago and, um, 
saw their manufacturing day and I really liked how they were telling the high school students, okay, you know, you just don't have to just work on the plant floor. Um, you, you know, we have mechanical engineers here, but there's lots of different engineering jobs, you know, and there's design jobs where you can design the interior of the car, you know, just showing those possibilities is really important. Yeah, it's all yeah. we have not yet invented the replicator in the Star Trek, from Star Trek. So since we have not invented the replicator, we have, we have to go to the plant. We have to use our hands, push the buttons. Uh, program the robots, you know, assembly the parts. Uh, until that time goes, we we have to be there. And that's the major challenge I see here, at least here in Costa Rica. Younger people say, uh, do I have to go to work? They'd rather stay at home, work, pushing buttons on their computers, which is nice, in their pajamas, <laughs> ordering from Uber Eats, <laughs> not cooking. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess the, the world has changed, but Guess what? If we don't manufacture it, you won't have it. Simple as that. <laughs> Larry, uh, just a question about uh, at Fortune Brands, especially you're, you're with the, the decking division over there. Uh, ha have you uh, seen more efforts to, to uh, bring young people into the factories to show them what's available, to, to show them the, some of the, the career options? We do. We interact with the local high schools here and have manufacturing days where we'll bring in the students and tour them through our, our facilities. Uh, we're lucky here in the fact that we've got three different manufacturing uh, factories here within about a three mile radius of each other. So they see a variety of manufacturing operations. Uh, we also partner with the local community college and do similar type tours. And then we've got an active co-op problem with the universities throughout the state. And that's been a real eye opener for a lot of those students when they come in that you know thought that they were wanting to go down a you know, more academic career path, but when they get involved and exposed to the manufacturing environment on a day-to-day -day basis, it really has turned a few of them into people that are have actually come and worked with us now as, you know, full-time employees. So trying to tap into that, uh, bring people in, let them see what's actually going on and, you know, expose them to the opportunities. Just like, just like Laura alluded to earlier too, it's not just a direct manufacturing opportunity. They're exposed to what other uh, skill sets and job careers are available once you, you know, join our corporation. That's good, good to hear. And uh, again, uh, thank you so much for everyone for joining us today. I, I'd like to thank uh, uh, Larry Gates from Fortune Brands for, for uh, being here and Salvador Martinez. And uh, Laura, thank you for joining us as well from, from the next office down here. Uh, but it's, it's great to hear from people in this world about what we can all do to attract more workers. Uh, on that front, it's been a really active uh, couple of days on the, the talent world for manufacturing. Uh, we just got news late last night that Ford and the United Auto Workers have come to a tentative agreement and Ford workers will be back on the assembly line right away, not waiting until they ratify the contract. Uh, so that's going to put some pressure on General Motors and Stellantis. So we'll, we'll, we'll stay tuned for the next couple of days. We'll see uh, what, what happens with those other automakers and maybe this, this strike will uh, be uh, in the rearview mirror fairly soon. Uh, thank you all for joining us and we'll be back in two weeks for our next production pulse.